cadets and captains to a brand new hot spanking hot wet episode of wow. Out Class Podcast. Speaking of spanking hot wet, I am. Oh shit, this is going to be the best episode ever. <laughs> I was just going to make a really gross sound effect, but I figured No, please I'd... don't. Thank okay, you. Okay, I won't. I won't. Okay, I believe not, you. Not yet. <laughs> I believe you fully. <laughs> Why wouldn't I trust my best friend Josh? <laughs> I believe you for one minute. <laughs> I'll believe that for a minute. That's our new catchphrase. <laughs> that and talking about Bronk. <laughs> I, <laughs> I forgot you, about Bronk until we got emails about Bronk. And did I was you like, oh, listen shit. To, the, to the commercial I put in? It's, dude. Oh, man. You got Bronk? Yo, it's like, uh, what's his name? Who played him? Uh, fuck. That old guy from yeah, City Slickers. The old guy. <laughs> he, he's talking about him playing Bronk, and he's like, uh, you see the character... Uh. <laughs> like he doesn't even give a fuck, dude. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. That's hilarious. Uh, that's not what this show's about, believe it or not. This is a Star Trek podcast where we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media. We pick that bitch apart, piece by piece, <laughs> and we tell you at the end what it's worth on our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality. The CNC scale factory. And we uh, go into... The, the the deepest, darkest did I, dive. Did I break your brain with that? Yeah, Is that what you really yeah. did. I broke your mind. That's what I do. Um, we go into the final fun tier, was what I was trying <laughs> to think of. Holy shit. <laughs> Yo, we have so many catchphrases, it's like ridiculous. Um, and none of them are good, which is the problem. No, none of them are good. <laughs> They're great. They're all perfect. Perfect catch, out. yeah. Uh, this is the second episode in the uh, Rich Masters Cultural Exchange Collection episodes all about our heroes learning tolerance for spoonheads or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh this time around on this episode, we're going to be talking about Star Trek The Next Generation episode, um, well, season six, episode 14, The Face of the Enemy. I always think that we're like, the TNG's like slowing down at this point, but then oh, no. I look at the episodes and I'm like, oh, these are some pretty good ones. Season six has some of the best episodes in the yeah. whole series. Season seven is where it starts to slow down. Yeah, horribly. seven, they really phoned it in. They were, yeah. I mean, we did get masks out of it, so. The best episode. It's me, Mask Sky. <laughs> that's, that's all I remember. What was, what was the name? I'll never fucking remember. It's like, some kind of weird... Nagilum. Like, yeah, it's like that, yeah. <laughs> the big news right now for M-Class Podcast fans is that we have started up our own Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2022. How big newsery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't been around for M-Class long enough to know how this works... Uh, for the month of June, from June 1st all the way until uh, June, whatever the last day of the month is, 30th. 30th. Yeah. I knew. Shut up. Okay, I know you did. I'm from, just helping you. From June 1st to June 30th, uh, every bit of money that we rake in in our Patreon that's over the amount we had at the beginning of the month 
is going to get donated directly to the Trevor Project, an organization uh, for suicide prevention of LGBTQIA plus teens and at-risk kids. Yeah, it's a great cause, and uh, I'm really proud that we're doing it again. I love it a lot. It's a really good cause. Uh, in the past, we had a, um, a sponsor who was yeah. uh, taking part in it, but uh, they kind of disappeared, so I don't really uh, know what happened there. So we're doing it ourselves this time. Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live! We'll do it live! <laughs> so head over to patreon.com slash podcast, and again, every dollar we make over what we had at the beginning of the month, we're already up like 150 bucks. More! 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 Uh, every dollar we make over what we had at the beginning of the month will be donated at the end of the month directly to the Trevor Project in uh, me and Josh's names. He'll probably put an extra dollar in there to show me up. That's the way it works. That's how it's, as is tradition, that's how it goes. He gets a sticker from the Trevor Project, and I don't, which is fine. I get fine. the sticker. He gets the $1 extra sticker. They just know that I'm a special boy who needs stickers. It's true. I'm not special and don't need stickers is what I learned. Everyone needs stickers. Um, so you can do it that way. Or if you'd like to bypass our holsties, you can head to give.thetrevorproject.org slash fundraiser slash podcast. It's very easy. <laughs> it's very easy to remember. <laughs> or you could just do it the easy way. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that link will be at mclasspodcast.com as well. So if you'd like to get there but you're thinking, holy shit, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Then uh, you can head over that way. I actually gave the wrong address as well, so that's good. Oh, do you want me to bleep it out? Because I'm not going to. No. <laughs> I want everyone to know my shame. Uh, no, head to give.thetrevorproject.org slash podcast. It's a lot easier to remember. That's Yeah, it's slightly better. Uh, we have a goal at give.thetrevorproject.org slash podcast of uh, $500 for the month. Oh, let's, we could blow that away, my man. So head over there and donate. Even if you are a patron, you got the extra dough, it's going to a really great cause. And uh, whatever we make for the month, I am going to lower that down to, if it's lower, to make it seem like we hit it. Yeah, so let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Right now, big, sh- big shout out to Eric Garrett, who has given us $21. Thanks, Eric Garrett. You are the man, or the person. This is LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. I need to fucking get educated. Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing Zoomer talk again? Get woke. <laughs> I love that Zoomer talk is just African American vernacular English, but stolen well, by white it, people. That's what it's always <laughs> been, right? Like, I'm pretty sure like the first dude who said "cool" was like a black dude, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, for sure, right? We used to say groovy. Yeah, that was probably a black dude, too, or a black woman, or whoever. Uh, so take take part in the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Month Drive, or whatever the fuck I called it. Yeah, that rolls off the tip of my tongue. The Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive. Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2022. At patreon.com slash podcast. 
or at give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast. Featuring Hulk Hogan. Oh, no. Definitely not featuring... Alanis Morissette. There we go. <laughs> Bigfoot the truck. Featuring Rainbow Randy and Reading Rainbow. <laughs> Omar Gooding from Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, my God. We got him? Yeah. He's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother. Did you know that? Holy shit. No, I didn't know that. Well, now you did. Who? Now you knew it. What was the host's name on Nick Arcade? I always really liked that guy. Oh, I forget. But that show uh, was like a childhood orgasm. I, Nick Arcade was my fucking favorite, dude. Dude, I used to get hype. And like... I used to get so mad at them because they would suck at Velcroing exactly. the shit to their heads. Like, how are you not going to know how to play Sonic yeah. the fucking Hedgehog at this yeah. this day and age? Remember when they would, like, go in the game and that shitty green screen shit that they would do? Oh, yeah. I wanted to uh, do that with every fiber of my being. I, I never realized until I was older, like, how insanely difficult it must have been because they're looking at a monitor... Of them yeah. on the green screen trying to hit these coins and stuff. There like, was a, there was an interview with a, a lady who had been on that show, and she t- talked about how much shit she got when she went back to school for failing yeah. in, in yeah. the challenge. And the fact that they were literally across a room from a CRT TV yeah. that was probably about 14 inches across. 14? Wow, they were spending some money that it was, it was probably about 14 inches across. They're across the entire room from it, and it's showing them what, what they're supposed to, to be seeing. Dude, yeah. Yup. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I have an idea for a podcast that we should uh, Is it Nick about. Arcade? No, you can't do Nick Arcade in a non-visual medium. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking mango juice. It's delicious. Mango juice is delicious. It's one of my favorites. Why is mango underrated? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, I just got lightheaded. We'll talk about it. Oh, uh, it's from all the mowing. It's from the pollen, for sure. Oh, fuck you, pollen. You know, I didn't have allergies of any kind until I became an adult. And, like... In my late 20s, I just started developing allergies to shit. Yeah, me too. Because uh, when you're old, your body dies. Like, I used to be able to just shove my face into a big bag of pollen and just fucking inhale. Sniff, yeah. Just and I'd sniff get it high as fuck. And now... Like a like a hummingbird. That's why we call you Hummingbird Jeff. <laughs> That's what they call me. Anyway, big Star bird. Trek. <laughs> This, uh, this episode was written by Naren Shankar, who um, directed 12 episodes across TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, but uh, was actually the science consultant for, episode, for season 6 and 7 of TNG. Well, there's a shitload of science in this one. There's not. No. Not there's really. no science. There's none science. Um, true. There is none science in this episode. I don't think. I don't remember. There. I don't. Maybe the surgery. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he um wrote the episode Relics. Ooh, that's is, a good one. Which is, if you don't remember, is the one with Scotty from TOS. Yeah. Um, or he worked on that one. He gets drunk on that green. He worked on the story of it. He wasn't, like, the credited writer, I don't think. But um, this episode was directed by Gabriel Beaumont. Gabrielle Beaumont, I mean. Okay. That's who, 
Sweet name. It is a sweet name. She's actually the first woman to ever direct Star Trek. She also was the murderer in Clue. Uh, she also directed MASH. Oh my god, my uncle loves MASH. What is happening in your background right That's now? a truck. I thought I would draw attention to it since nothing's happening in mine right now, which is kind of boring. So, so I thought- much, much like you, I have moved into the living room because there's sun and windows. Yeah. And my office is literally a sunless uh, void. Yeah, <laughs> foolish. How dare we wish to have sun in our lives? I, I God, God, fuck, fuck me, right? Uh, Gabrielle Beaumont directed seven episodes of TNG, including uh, Lower Decks. The cartoon? No, the episode of oh, TNG. Oh, the one that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one the cartoon was idea was based on. The one where the girl dies and it's sad. Uh, spoilers! <laughs> yeah. For a 30-year-old show. 40? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, let's not talk about it. Uh, one episode of Deep Space Nine, one episode of Voyager. Again, she is the first uh, female director in Star Trek history. That's pretty cool. Uh, she also directed the, the the movie A Fine Romance. Is that got Diane Lane in it? It's got Diane Keaton in it. Ugh, the <laughs> wrong Diane. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't Diane check, Lane? everybody. Oh, Diane Lane, man. Oy. Oh, oof. <laughs> oof. <laughs> no! no. <laughs> fucking no. Gotcha, bitch. I fucking hate oof. Oh, and now it's... What is it now? Oof, oofies? Let's not... Let's not give them what they want Jesus here, Josh. Jesus fucking Christ. Let's not give them what they want. <laughs> Maybe they'll up their pledge. They don't. Oofies. They're not trying to trick you into saying it, though. They're trying to trick me into saying it. Although the fact that I know that has probably ruined it for them now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's working. Uh, Deanna Troy wakes up in a dark room, and she's got a real bad headache, and the computer won't turn the lights on. But it is extremely bright in the room for us, so we can already <laughs> see that she's a Romulan. <laughs> I love. I love how like. You're like, oh, okay, so she's a Romulan, right? And, yeah. and it takes, like, 40 seconds for her to go through all her bullshit. And you're like, yeah, we got it! It's like a full two-and-a-half-minute-long two scene of her, like, being like, oh, my head, computer, turn lights on. Like, wouldn't she know that her hair wasn't long? Wouldn't she, like, you know what I mean? Nah. Like, She uh, touches her forehead several times. And like, yeah, she's I don't like know about head. you, but yeah. I think I would notice if I had Romulan forehead features suddenly. Yeah, if I had, like, Cro-Magnon-ass eyebrows, I probably oh, would. Oh, wow. This is supposed to be the collection where we're learning about other cultures, man. Well, they have Cro-Magnon head. I don't know. It's Jesus fine. Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean that they're as It's fine when I them. say it. I got Romulan friends. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for Sarek. <laughs> That's not a Romulan. <laughs> Isn't it, Jeff? Alright, well we're learning some fucking harsh truths about Josh <laughs> in this episode. I fly under the banner of the raptor! She uh, she like looks and she turns the lights on and looks in the mirror and she's like, oh my god, I'm a Romulan! <laughs> and then the audience laughs and goes crazy. <laughs> they do like Kelly Bundy walked in. They're like, ooh! <laughs> Ow! There's always that one guy, Ow! <laughs> That guy was planted in every they audience had a, in the yeah, 90s. They, they had like a, a, an owl guy for each studio. Uh, 
a dude, another Romulan comes in, and he's like, it's me, Commander Nivek. And everybody goes, ow! Oh, Commander Nivek! <laughs> Ridge me, daddy! <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'd like to apologize to all of our Romulan listeners out is, there. Is that a Zoomerism? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I guess I can't say yes or no to that, because I am... As uh, almost as old of a millennial as you can get, because I was I born am. in the eighties. I'm the like, literally. You're not going to find many older than me. Like it's 1981 is the yeah. first year for millennials, and I was born in '86. So I was born in '83. You old fuck. I'm a piece of fucking dirt, son. <laughs> you dirt. You dirt. <laughs> But he's like, look, you're on the Romulan warbird Kazara, and you need to follow all of my directions. And she's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah, she's like, I was at a medical conference, and he was like, we fucking kidnapped you because we're fucking Romulans. That's how we do shit. All right. All right. (laughs) I mean, come on. It is. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, kidnapping is serious, Jeff. Uh, That's what they do. That's what they're like. (laughs) Am I right, everybody? I mean, come on. Am I right or am I right? Welcome to your uncle's Star Trek (laughs) podcast featuring Thanksgiving dinner talk. Your grandma agrees with me. (laughs) And she's like, I'm blah, I'm blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Crazy. Look, just because your Aunt Susan isn't agreeing with me out loud doesn't mean she doesn't agree with me. Don't bring me into this, Ted. <laughs> this is getting too real. Commander Nivek is like, look, you have your major recall. You're in the Tal Shiar. You need to tell the commander of this ship that we need to go to the Caleb sector. Yeah, the Caleb, that's where Caleb lives. It's, we need to go check out what Caleb's up to and get some of that dank. Caleb's probably a bratty kid who has a Power Wheels, and I never had one. Fuck that kid. Fuck you, Caleb. I want I want a Power Wheels now. They're called uh, uh, go-karts, but they're way more expensive. Yeah, and they're way shittier. Yeah. Because they were all electric before that was a thing you could do. We had a Power... Uh, not a... Uh, we had a... Uh, what are they called? Um, big Wheel. With a e-brake, and you could, like, skid out. Holy so. shit. You were yeah, the coolest was, kid in the world. It was called the Sidewinder. I remember the commercials for the Sidewinder. Yeah, we also had a Transformers one that had a minigun on the front of it. Holy shit. Yeah, it was cool, man. So, if you didn't get the Sidewinder, which was the number one one you wanted, you got a pretty cool consolation with the minigun. That's rad. Yeah, man. Anyway. We're living. Uh... He's like, we need to go to the Caleb sector. And Troy's like, there's nothing in the Caleb sector. It's, like, completely empty. Also, uh, you're not making any goddamn sense. Also, where the fuck am I? Also, why did you kidnap me? And he's like, look, you gotta do what I say or else you're dead. Yeah, I'm gonna tell on you. It's like, this is horrible. This is a horrible day. I kidnapped you and put you in this situation. And if you don't do what I say, I'm gonna tell on you. It's a one one weird day to wake up as a Romulan. One weird day. 
One wacky weird day. Zane and I used to have a saying uh, that went, it's a bad day to find a dead body on the toilet. <laughs> Why? Because it would always be a bad day to find it's somebody true. dead There's on no- the toilet. There's no such thing as a good day for that. That's your whole day at that point, right? It's like, a terrible night to have a curse. It's exactly, exactly. <laughs> but Troy is he's like, you're an empath. Tell me what you can sense of my uh my motives. Am I lying to you? And she's like, no. <laughs> he's like, she's like, why don't you get a Romulan to do this? And he's like, because later we'll find out why. He looks right at the camera and winks. <laughs> yeah, which is weird for Romulan. We might find out why later. Wink! Wink! Chekhov's reason for a Starfleet officer. It's a special tool that we'll use later. Wink! <laughs> Doesn't uh, really work, though. So Troy goes out onto the deck, and she meets Commander Torith, who is the coolest character in this episode. Yeah, Commander Torith fucking rules, and, like, any other circumstance, Commander Torith would be, like, a really awesome Romulan, right? Like, she's way cooler than any other Romulan in the show, for the most part, because she's, like, the Tal Shiar fucking shit, and our, like, our planet is, like, fucked up the way it works. Yeah, but you have to agree with... Troy as an audience member because she is in danger, right? And if they find out she's not Tal Shiar, yeah, especially if she's Starfleet, she's fucking dead, right? So, like, Torith wants to kill her, like, straight off anyway, you can tell, because she fucking hates the Tal Shiar. Can we talk about, like, the little sleeping bags that their phasers have? <laughs> it's so cute just that they put their... little. <laughs> Like oven mitts. Yeah, they're completely body. open too. Like so, yeah, if you would lean yeah. over, your fucking phaser, your disruptor would just fall on the floor. Jeff Romulans do not lean. No, they, they don't are... lean with it or rock with it. No, they are an erect species, fully turgid, <laughs> fully totally turgid. Uh, but Troy is, like, being Troy when she speaks with her. So, like, Torith is like, you're not like any Tal Shiar I know. Yeah. And Troy's like, look, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass if you don't shut up right now. (laughs) (laughs) And she starts playing the part a little bit more, being like, I'm Tal Shiar and you do what I say and you have no say in this mission whatsoever. You either do it or you'll answer to the Tal Shiar. Yeah, you don't want to piss us off. We're basically the secret police, and you'll get fucking Rura Penthaid, son. So Torith backs off, even though she's, like, she's, like, ready to fight. Yeah, she's, like, really, uh, I like how she asks uh, Troy, like, how long have you been with the Tal Shiar? And Troy's like, a couple months, and she scoffs. It's like, like, of course. This fucking child. <laughs> and like Troy is so in over her head, but she's like still playing the role well, and I really appreciate that. That she's like, she knows what she has to do, and she's doing yeah. it. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like later when she gets really mad at uh, what's it, Vorik? Nevek. Nevek. Yeah, sorry. Uh, she gets really mad, and her face like doesn't move but her anger rises and oh it's yeah like, she's pissed as fuck? fuck she's tired of this shit man 
Dude, if I, I would have started up, out like that. Oh my god. I woke up on a Romulan ship, I'd be like, man, fuck this shit. I'd be like, look, I got a disruptor here that says you fucking let me go right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll blow this whole goddamn ship up. I don't even give a shit anymore. I would have been so would've... bad in the situation. I would have been like, hey, Commander Torith, I'm a fucking uh, Starfleet officer, and this dude fucking kidnapped me so he could undermine you, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a I've got a disruptor here that says he can fuck my uh, or suck my ass. I was gonna say fuck, but that doesn't fuck work. my ass. All right. Oh, but there's like another reason, right? There's cargo, and that we learn there's there's. Does he show him her yet? Not the, yet, but that's why Commander yet. Torth is pissed. Yeah, she's it, like they had to bring cargo on the ship that she doesn't get to hear about. Like there's nothing. Uh, told to her about what's in it or where they're going or anything and the Tal Shiar aren't really known for caring about whether the military gets killed or not. The whole thing shit. the whole thing with this episode is like the two sides of telling secrets, right? And how like secrets destroy like relationships or, or more importantly like the chain of command, right? And Because on the other side we get to see the other side of the secrets. And That's like how, how open they are, Fucking, right? Uh, Barney Rubble gets beamed aboard <laughs> the Enterprise. Holy fuck! I wasn't gonna say it. He gets he gets beamed aboard the Enterprise, and he's got like a fucking Romulan haircut, which is Dude. really funny. He's a he's a human, right? Yeah. But he defected to Romulus. Yeah, Ensign Desev, and yeah. uh, both Riker and Worf, fucking. I hate this guy. They don't want a fucking traitor on board the ship. Yeah, he's a traitor. And, like, Riker's being a little bit more low-key about it, but Worf is straight up like, he is a traitor and he should die. <laughs> well, he's, like, impersonating a Romulan, which, like, Klingons fucking hate Romulans, Yeah, absolutely. He, he comes on board and he's like, I need to speak to the captain, because he's going to jail. Yeah, yeah. Straight to jail. Yeah, you get sent to federal rub my asshole in a nice way prison. Yeah. In, in Starfleet. <laughs> you get to go to the rake. If that's what prison. you want. <laughs> you get to go to it's if like, that's what you want prison. It's like in uh, the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo when uh, the main character gets sent to Swedish prison and it's like a fucking apartment building. <laughs> and you're like, what? This is nicer than my fucking house, man. Yeah, it's Ensign Desev is like he's been aboard. He's given himself up. He apparently like defected years ago. Yeah, like twenty years ago. And because yeah, Reich, uh, Worf is like he's twenty years too late to turn himself mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I need to speak to the captain. And Riker's like, Get out of that fucking Romulan uniform into some civilian clothes. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. Desev's like, No, I need to talk to the captain. I swear. And Riker's like, I'll tell him about it. He's a busy man, yeah. And then Picard is just sitting in his office. <laughs> He's like, I am the modern major general. <laughs> He's like singing. He just cuts to him fucking singing show tunes. Uh, Picard comes in and um, DeSav is like, Oh, I didn't know you were a captain. <laughs> I'm stupid. Well, he calls him commander because that's what they call their captains, yeah. right? So he, like, you, and- you want to go bowling, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Fred. <laughs> He, I like how he like um, can't speak English anymore. I think that's a really kind of a neat touch. Like he's trying to find the words. Yeah, he's forgotten the yeah. the words for certain things. 
because he's like been away. I, I mean, I don't know like how that works with like a universal translator, but like again, it's probably best to ignore that the universal translator exists in Star Trek. Oh man, I'm fascinated by how it works. I mean, it's like it's like you think about all the shit you can do with it. I mean, it's a beautiful <laughs> piece of technology. It's like yeah, they talk about the. Um, replicator the food replicator being like the biggest invention in human history but like yeah right beside it should be the universal translator yeah man like it literally i guess we don't know if we made that yeah i i maybe hoshi did maybe maybe she played a part in it but uh desev is like ambassador spock sent me he's he wants you to do some more cowboy diplomacy yeah, it's from a previous episode, right? Which is, like, really all Picard should have to hear to right. know that Spock is the one who actually sent this message, but they right. pretend like they he doesn't hear that for the rest of the episode. I guess, like, they do that to make it seem like maybe he's lying, or, or they don't trust the Sev. Yeah, that's definitely uh, yeah. the theme with this part of the episode we keep coming yeah. back to, is Desev, they don't trust Desev, and... Um, circumstance keeps making it seem like he's lying to them. I mean, think about it. Desev? Deceive? Uh-oh. Yo. <laughs> I just cracked 9-11 wide open. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's why his name is Ensign Desev. I bet it is, yeah. Um, but he's Universal like... Universal Translator translates it to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, we need to rendezvous with a freighter in the Caleb sector. And we as an audience are like, oh, I've heard of that. That's where we're going in the other thing. <laughs> I heard of this place. It's where Caleb lives. He's got power wheels. And Picard's like, look, in order to believe the message that the messenger has been sent with, I need to get to know the messenger better. Why did you finally decide to leave? Or why did you decide to defect? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, or, in the first place, he's like, well, there was a clarity of purpose that yeah, the Romulans the, had. He says the Romulans are very moral, and which is wrong. It, it was. It's uh, certainly one way to look at it, I guess. True. If I'm being diplomatic, <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're they are very moral to like whatever they see fit. It reminds me a lot of certain people today. Uh, if it if it fits their agenda, they're they're are, are very. We, are we comparing Romulans to QAnon right now? <laughs> I'm comparing them to lots of things. Yeah, <laughs> fill in the blank here. Yeah, yeah, fill in the blank with your personal enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, yeah. Karen down the street. Damn you. Um. There's like a purpose and a, there's like a clarity of purpose and a morality to them that was very intriguing to him but as he's gotten older he realizes that the clarity of purpose uh isn't so black and white it's not so clear cut as he once believed it was yeah you gotta it's gotta be exhausting living in on romulus like could you imagine living on romulus as a human dude they hate humans fuck man you'd have to eat their shitty food I can I like I feel like Romulans make like white people food. Like there's no seasoning, <laughs> there's no like flavorings. But compared to Vulcans, it's like whoa. It's right? true. <laughs> it's Vulcans like Vulcans make chicken. like 
the the whitest white people food. <laughs> They're making British food. <laughs> I feel like that's what the Romulans were making when the Vulcans just eat like I don't know soybeans. The, there are so many of our English listeners who are so mad right now, and you should be more mad at your parents for feeding you that shit. <laughs> Look, I've been to England. I've eaten their food, and let me tell you, it's all brown. Yeah, you should be more mad at your relatives for feeding you that shit, to be honest. Dude, just because you guys grew up on a cave island doesn't mean you have to eat brown. <laughs> Didn't you guys conquer the entire known world at one point so you could get spices? <laughs> Why didn't you use them on anything? Well, they do like Indian food a lot. Uh, I have had um, my father-in-law, although it's hard to think of him that way because he is a dweebus. <laughs> Take a, that. He's a good guy and I love him, but he is a dweebus. But like he, um, <laughs> he is from England. He moved here uh, like 25 years ago. Yeah, what's his favorite food? Brown? His favorite food is brown. <laughs> he puts gravy on everything. He made um, curry. He made, like, English-style curry. Was it sweet? It was sweet. Yes. It was not spicy whatsoever. Yes. So when I went, we all went out to eat to at this, like, Indian restaurant in England, and I was like, man, I'm going to fucking eat some real-ass Indian food. This is going to be amazing, right? And I had it, and it was fucking sugary. Oh, shit. He didn't make that. He didn't? I'm, like, completely misremembering. There was a dude in... I'm thinking about college. It's college time. I don't Did, think I've met Crystal yet, even. Was he, was he your father-in-law? Did you have two father-in-laws? I think it was my roommate's dad. Oh. Anyway. That's Freudian as fuck, man. I had, like, eight different roommates in one room in my dorm. They called it the fuck fest room. Like, Crystal, in the future, right now, is halfway through typing... A text message like, "When the fuck did my dad make my stepdad make you?" Yeah, curry. Indian. And, Maybe you hang out. Maybe you fucking then, hang like, out. When I'm like, "No, wait, that's not what happened." She's like, "Oh, Jeff's got Alzheimer's." <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was my uh, roommate's dad who was from England who did that shit. I mean, let's face it, all those Brits are all the same. <laughs> He didn't make it for me either. He made it for his son, and we tried it. So, but it was sweet though. Yeah, right? it was sweet. It's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> um, Deceb is being a little bit of a bitch. But we don't know that yet. That hasn't been revealed. Yeah, not quite yet. But um, Picard believes him and uh, orders a course set directly to uh, the Caleb sector. Warp factor eight. So it's serious. We're going We're trucking, baby. And we're <laughs> trucking directly into these messages. Oh, shit. We'll be right back after this. After these messages. We'll be right back. These motors in your body need a lot of fuel to go on, like carbohydrates, fats and proteins, vitamins, and so on. What's left over forms the building blocks you need, indeed, to grow on. Yes, you are what you swallow, so that next time you feel hollow, don't just fill your face with any old kind of treat. This goes for every kid or six-foot athlete. All you really are is what you eat. Welcome back. Hopefully that good or service is now in your home. 
Yeah, hopefully you picked up the season full series of, uh, what's the name of it? Bjork? Bjork the series. <laughs> hopefully what you've really done is head over to patreon.com slash podcast and taken part in the Trek Boy Pledge Drive 2022. Featuring Donald Glover. <laughs> Featuring Adrian Brody as the penis. <laughs> Uh, again, you can uh, bypass all our tomfoolery and head over to give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast to take part in our fundraiser. We need to get to 500 bucks by the end of the month for the Trevor Project. We can do it. We can do it. Let's get more than that. Back to Star Trek. Oh, yeah, Star Trek, my favorite show. Uh, back on the Romulan ship. Uh, Navek and Troy are in uh, the cargo deck, and what we learned earlier is that it is a tip-top secret about what the hell is inside those containers. Except for Navek is like, there's probably not any spy equipment in here, considering that... Don't go look! We're the most fucking paranoid society in the galaxy, but whatever, I'll just open this up. It's a lot of of just bigotry in this episode of (laughs) M-Class. Look... Proof That's how they are. <laughs> uh, but uh, he Navek opens up one of the containers and there's a Romulan in there. And Counselor Troy's like, "Oh my God, it's Pro Council Romulan guy." She doesn't fucking know. She's like, "He's alive." No, she knows. She knows. Navek is like, "This is Vice Pro Consul Moret," and then she's like, "Oh my God, he's like one of the top fuckers." Oh, okay, yeah, he's one of the. <laughs> yeah, she says that. Yeah. He's one of the top fuckers in that in that uh, that whole shit. You guys in your shit with this fucker. I mean, I could go on. <laughs> I can continue, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> the Vex, like, yeah, he's part of Spock's underground movement, which I'm I'm like a really big fan of this episode. Continuing the sort of like Romulan underground movement that Spock is leading, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. So this is like what they what they do, right? Like at the end of like. Uh, TOS and the movies, they started uh, building with the Klingons, right? The Klingons mm-hmm. are, are like, things are changing, right? And now at the end of TNG, they're doing it with the Romulans. Yeah, building bridges. Yes. Too bad they blow their planet up. Yeah, well that works in our favor every time, so. Yeah. Everything blows up and then Starfleet comes in and is like, do you guys need any help? You guys want to join us? It's, it's shame about that planet of yours. Yeah, shame. We didn't have anything to do with it. Don't yeah. look into it. Um, no, nothing to do with that. Don't look into where Spock was at the time. I think <laughs> in the game, I think in STO, the what's-her-name, Commander What's-her-name, is a part of what goes on with uh, that. Commander Korath? The, yeah, the captain. Of, maybe it's not her, but it's another another Romulan commander who looks like her. I know they all don't look the same. <laughs> Torith. <laughs> Is her name. Yeah. Um, also, that's how they are. That's how they are. The haircut. It's the haircut. Yeah. Barney Rubble there looks just like him, too. Yo, Torith got some fucking sick sideburns, though. She does. She's rocking them curlies like yeah. a motherfucker. She uh, she looks, like, really cool with that hair. She does. She's got that, like, this kind of, like, really, like, 
Romulan face going on right yeah, now. Like, yeah. She fits that makeup so well. Like Navek doesn't. He just looks like it's, a guy wearing makeup. It's called RBF, Romulan bitch face. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's a t shirt if I ever heard one. <laughs> that is a t shirt. Shirt it. Let's go, shirt it. Just RBF and <laughs> Romulan bitch face underneath it. <laughs> and just a like a outline like illustration of, a and a head, of yeah. just an outline illustration of Taurus. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, uh, we would get fucking... shut down immediately. Nah, 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 nah. We're good. We're good. Just make me one. <laughs> the uh, Navek mentions uh, starts talking about how Proconsul Moret and his um, the, like people within his cabinet are part of Spock's underground movement, and this is sort of a way to create a tunnel for yeah. um, underground movement members to escape from Romulus because they're be- they're obviously sort of being hunted by the Tal Shiar and the military at this point. It's an underground railroad, but it's more like an above-ground railroad, so much so that it's in space. We're always in space, Josh. That's I've heard that. <laughs> Whoever said that's really smart. It's true. Uh, so they're going to rendezvous with a Corvallan freighter. Oh, fuck these Corvallans. And uh, the Corvallans are mercenaries that can't be trusted, but that's that's who they got so that it what, wouldn't raise yeah. any suspicions. What could go wrong? Um, the cargo, <laughs> which is, of course, Vice Proconsul Moret and his homies. <laughs> his bros and, and sisters. And... Troy are going to be uh, beamed over to the Kavalan freighter, and then they're going to head back into Federation space. That's the plan. That's the plan. And, as, of course, the plan is described to us, so it's not going to happen that way. <laughs> yep, I believe that's called Troy's Law. <laughs> it's, it's called Josh's Law. We don't know why. <laughs> all right, here's what's going to happen for today's show, all right? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Nobody's going to be mowing their lawn, and no trucks are going to drive by. Why would you say that? That's called Josh's Law for a reason, man. Josh's Law. Josh will always be a little bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a cool law. Uh, I'm owning it. Troy has to go to dinner. Guess who's coming to dinner? It's Troy. Yep. And she has to pretend like she's still in the Tal Shiar. And Commander Torith is kind of like playing 20 questions with her. Oh my god, it's so annoying, dude. It, it, is, it, it, it is a little annoying. I understand where Torith's coming from, though. She's trying to like wheedle the information out of her a little bit. It sets off my anxiety. I was like, I, was like, I, can't, I can't watch this. I don't like this. She's like asking personal questions and like, and finally Troy is like, if you have a point, make it. Yeah, I don't see her. Yeah, she's like, oh, you studied under what's his name, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about his views on the Tal Shiar and Romulans? And she's like, oh my God, school sucks so much. She's like, well, which, what views do you mean specifically? And she's like, huh, if you studied under him, you would know. And she's like, make your fucking point, dog. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, my point is that the Tal Shiar suck a fatty. Yeah, she's she's like, trust is the number one key to like commanding. And since the Tal Shiar don't trust anybody, how are they supposed to be in charge of like the military, right? Like, how are they? It gets fucking heated, dude, dude. Yeah, where she's like, 
she's like, well, does loyalty mean, like, she's like, do you think that the Romulan Empire would be better without the Tal Shiar's protection? Which is like, if she says, uh, yeah, that's treason, man, right? She's like, protection? What was protecting about dragging an old man with fanciful ideas out into the street in the middle of the night and making him disappear? Yeah. It was my father or whatever. And fucking Troy, ice in her veins. Yeah, man. Straight up says, sounds like your father was a traitor to me. She's sinking her teeth into this one a little bit, man. And Torith is like, a traitor? Just because he had some fanciful ideas? He was just an old man. Yeah, like, this is why Torith, like, in any other circumstance, like... You would love her, right? Yeah, absolutely. She is totally. She like is a, my favorite character in this episode. Yeah, she's and she's acted really well. She's great. She's a great character. And I do love that um, she's like try the the venerine or whatever. And try my peenerine. <laughs> That's what I would have said. Got her. <laughs> and I slapped that hog down on the table. <laughs> well, that totally. Totally real giant peenerine. Totally real giant venerine. (laughs) I love that Troy's like, I've had better venerine on a trash cargo ship. Dude, what, like, at this point I was like, yo, tone it, tone it the fuck down. (laughs) Yeah, you're really skirting this line here. Yeah, I'd be like, you gotta, like, it's a chess game, man. You can't be full in all the, you know. The thing is, like, Troy doesn't know what any of this food is. That's true. So, like, the thing that she picks up and puts on her plate, and she starts just eating it with a spoon. Imagine you sit down at dinner with uh, some friends, and, like, a new friend comes in, and he reaches over and grabs the gravy boat and puts the gravy on an empty plate and starts eating it it. with a spoon. (laughs) And eats the gravy, yeah. Like, she is dodging so many bullets by complete accident right now. She doesn't know what any of this shit is. Yeah, man, that's a good point. It's like in uh, Inglorious Bastards with three, right? How the Germans do the three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he knows that he's a spy because he doesn't do the three with his hand right. Yeah. There are all these little things that you don't know about yeah. another people that could really give you away if you're undercover. How am I supposed to know what the peenerine is? I don't know. <laughs> Josh, I think you have plenty of experience with the peenerine. Oh, yeah. I put it in my mouth all the time. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about that, though. It would. It's very much like if somebody took like just a bowl. They just put gravy in their bowl and started eating it. Yeah, like, what would be the weirdest... That's a pretty good one. What would be, like, the weirdest thing somebody could do at, like, dinner, right? Like, that's... I think that might be it. That's, like, I don't know. Or they, like... If somebody took corn on the cob and started trying to, like, bite into the top of it. Yeah, like, ate it like a a stick. Yeah. Yeah. That would be weird. Unless you had a deer over for dinner, then that would be normal. (laughs) They love that shit. You know what would be really sort of a straight, like, immediate giveaway that you're dealing with some type of weirdo? Is if you give them fried chicken and they start trying to cut into it with utensils. You think? Uh, Maybe they're just, I would think that they were just clean and they didn't want to touch it. That would immediately make me, like, wary of them a little bit. Like, what the fuck is this person doing? I'm a fucking weirdo, man, because I don't like touching food like that. 
Oh, you're a Vulcan then, it yeah. turns out. Yeah. I think I'm more Vulcan than not. Like, that's, yeah. Pure I'm logic. Only... Don't touch the food. Yeah, it's gross. I don't want to touch it. You gotta put on your food gloves. Let me get my fork and knife and cut into this breadstick. Yeah, that would be fucked. Jesus. That's what Tafal does, right? Yeah, and they're like, I don't like, remember you that. just pick it up? <laughs> we don't touch our food. Yep. I'm trying to think about weirder things you could do. Yeah. Just mixing things that aren't supposed to go together. Like, if they bring out ice cream and you, like, grab some of the, like, savory foods and put in it. I bet it would be good, though. Sweet and salty? Well, oh, yeah, well, so I mean, good. like, bacon ice cream is good. Oh, my God. I'm going to have a heart attack just listening to that word. Back when, like, bacon was a personality trait. <laughs> like, they... About the, about the same time beer was a personality yeah, trait. Danny, beer is still a personality oh, trait. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I love Pilsners. I'm big into fucking wheat beer. Just bring me a beer. I don't fucking care. Give me the booze! But, um... Back when bacon was a personality trait, Denny's had this like big to do where they were like, "We're we're making bacon ice cream sundaes." Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we went to try it, expecting it to be like weird and gross, and it was actually absolutely delicious because it was like vanilla ice cream with maple syrup oh, and fuck. bacon. Yo, for, okay, you know what I love? Waffles and ice cream with maple syrup. Oh yeah, that sounds fucking delicious. Uh, I've never had that. Uh, I, th- I think it's interesting that we're talking about food, because this is like a big cultural thing, right? To like That's what brings everyone together, is food, yeah. in ev- every culture on Earth anyway, right? Even, even the Romulans, like, all of the officers were expected to be at this dinner, because they always share dinner together. Yeah, I'm even sure that some British people have, like, some good food. I've never heard of it, <laughs> but... They put beans on a lot of shit, if you're a big fan of beans. Dude, their breakfast was like, am I gonna go, like, work in a coal mine today? <laughs> like, why am I eating this? Um, so the freighter arrives, and everybody heads out onto the deck, and, uh, the freighter guy is like, oh, it's an honor to meet you, like, we got our, our Tal Shiar message to meet you here and take your cargo, but Troy uses her empathic abilities to sense that the captain is lying about the cargo being delivered. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna keep that shit, or use it for something. Yeah, he's gonna do something. And she tells Nevek about this. He's like, he doesn't. He's not gonna keep his word. And Nevek just fucking fires immediately. He's like, and blows right. him up. Pew 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 pew. And Captain Commander Tavorik. Tavorik. She's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, everybody is. Even yeah. even Troy is like, but what? And then he goes, uh, I'm sorry, Commander, but uh, Tal Shiar, Dana Troy, ordered me to blow her yeah, up. He's like, uh, she did it. She made yep. me do it. And then the camera zooms in and she goes, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the Super Mario Brothers Super Show outro. <laughs> We're the Mario Brothers and Plumman's a game. It goes into the take one step. And then again, that's Mario, brother. <laughs> Toreth is like, why did you recall? Why did you do that? You've killed 18 people. And Troy's like, uh, uh, because I had, had to. Coming. Yeah. Don't question me. 
Yeah, why does she... I don't remember why she says that she had to. I don't know. She knew he was lying. Like, so she killed them, is what she says. Which is, like, amazingly Tal Shiar, right? At this point, if there were any doubts that she was Tal Shiar, they have gone out the window. Yeah, she just murdered 18 people because she thought that they were lying. Yeah, Yeah. she's invented a reason and killed 18 people. That is fully Tal Shiar. Yeah. Man, but, at this point, I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? And I'm going to get kicked out of China forever, but this reminds me of China, man. Like, oh, you're not allowed to go to China <laughs> now, Josh. I don't think I was ever going to, but... I'd like to go to China and see all the historical places. Yeah. I'd like to not end up in a secret prison. Concentration camp? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah I wouldn't either. Um... <laughs> I do love that uh, Torith is like, why did you do it? There's 18 people, and Troy's like, don't fucking question me. If you question me one more time, I'm going to send you to fucking prison. You're going to Rurapente. You know what they call that in Romulus? They call it the penis tentury. That's also not our prison, but we're still yeah. going to send you there. <laughs> well, I got an in, and you're going. I just, It's the worst one we could find, so we're going to send you. But she's like, cloak the ship and wait. And they're all like, but what are we doing? And she's like, I said, wait. I'm going to take a bath. Goodbye. <laughs> she's she's like, like, I'll be in my quarters. And everybody on the ship is like looking at each other like, what do we what fucking the... do? I don't know. This is boring. This is so lame. <laughs> Anybody want to play Pinochle? Back... Guy in the background is like, I have karate in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have a date. I need to... Skip one out of here. <laughs> can I get a can I get a shuttlecraft? <laughs> Sign it out. <laughs> Sign out the shuttlecraft on the paper and pen list we got here. Yeah. Guys, who wrote in my dick? Come on. And, and an ensign my dick runs out of the room. Oh, my dick. It's not funny. Why did nobody tell me ensign my dick was on here? <laughs> M apostrophe D-I-K. My dick. <laughs> and my dick. Uh, the Enterprise shows up in the Caleb Oh, second. shit. And there's no ship. There's not within three light years that they're supposed to rendezvous with. Yeah, I think it's 15 light years. It says three on memory alpha. That's not correct. It was 15 in the show. Uh, no, the speed and range of the freighter is limited to 15 light years. Mm, interesting if true. <laughs> Interesting, if true. <laughs> I do believe the entire ship was destroyed. Uh, Picard is like, bring Deceb to my ready room, Worf. And Worf's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him first. <laughs> Picard's like, no, just bring him. Yeah. But he's <laughs> such a dweeb. He's like, I know, Mr. Worf, but we will all make fun of him when he is gone. <laughs> Have you seen his haircut? He looks like Bonnie Rubble. <laughs> Fucking, he looks so much like Barney Rubble. And Worf is like, I know what that is because I grew up on Earth. I grew up in Russia where we love the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's like, Cap- Captain Picard's like, Decev, like, where the fuck's the ship, dog? I don't see no ship. Where's the ship? Yeah. What does he say? Then he he's tells like, him I don't, hey, I don't know. It should be here. And he's like, you know. He's like, you did get this information directly from Commander Spock, right? And he's like, yeah. Sort, sort of. of. 
<laughs> yeah. And then it's like, what the fuck like, does that mean? Wait, 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 wait. Slow down. He's like, someone spoke to the ambassador and then told me about it, but I trust him. He would never have lied. And Worf's like, he has tricked us. Yeah, Worf's ready to throw him out the airlock. Worf's like, let me sit on him. <laughs> I me headbutt him like I did that child at soccer practice. That I did on accident. Wink. Double wink. And he does full air quotes the whole time. <laughs> and Picard goes, classic Mr. Wolf. <laughs> Riker high fives immediately. <laughs> but, uh... Noise! Noise! God damn! They high five. God damn noise! But uh, he's like, this freighter's like really old. It only has a speed and range limited to fifteen light years. There, Enterprise's current position. Yeah. And Picard's like, hmm, sounds fake. I don't like this. Yeah. Back on the uh, back on the old Rami ship. (laughs) Wow. That's probably a bigoted term. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Troy is, like, screaming at Nevek. Like, how the fuck could you possibly kill 18 people like that? And Nevek's like, plenty of people have died and many more will. What? Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. (laughs) He's like, uh, the only thing that we could possibly do is uh, move the ship towards an outpost on Draken 4. Yeah, Dragon 4, which is a fucking great video game. Yeah, what a dope game. It's a cool game with dragons. Uh, and he's like, yeah. she's like, well, we can't get through the gravi- the gravitic sensor nets. Yeah, so they have, like, primitive tachyon field up at this point. And they even mention it later when they tell Commander Torith, right? They're like, she's like, they might even have a fucking tachyon grid up. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But, like, I guess it's, like, mesh- it can pick up cloaked ships. And so the they can't pass through without being noticed. And this is where uh, the Chekhov's gun from earlier. I forgot whose gun it was that we were joking about. Chekhov from Star Trek. Yeah, it's <laughs> Ensign Chekhov's gun. Yeah, Ensign Chekhov, that's why they named it that. <laughs> Don't look it up. It's not from a book, it's from this. But this is the reason why they needed a Federation officer and they kidnapped Troy. Because she has Federation access codes to bypass the gravitic sensor nets. And she's like, I can't, you can't expect me to use those. Yeah, that's like fucking, like, what if you just take those then? (laughs) You know, I mean, I guess I could change them or whatever, but yeah, it's not a great plan. No, it's a terrible plan. Yeah, this is a bad one. This is a shitty plan, guy, Nevek. Also, like, I, they have to convince Torith to go through Federation space. It turns out for 20 straight hours, they'll be in Federation space. I love how Troy's like, it's fine, we have a cloaking device. And then Torith is like, bitch, this fucking shit isn't fucking magic. <laughs> She's like, if you've ever been in a battle in your entire life, you would know that that doesn't make us invincible. Yeah, it actually makes it, like, worse. Because they can't go as fast under Cloak, right? No, like they can't go as fast. They can't use their weapons. They can't yeah. use uh, scans beyond a certain level. That's how yeah. the Enterprise always finds them. They scan yeah. them too hard. Sc- scan the fuck out of them. Yeah, scan their undercarriage. Let's find out yeah. what's going on back there. Let me see what kind of, like, tailpipe they have. How many dicks does the ship have? <laughs> But uh, Torith is like, we can't do this, like, the gravitic sensor nets, like, everything we just learned, 
Also, your fucking nut job. You just murdered 18 people. So Yeah, I'm not I'm not in on this plan. Yeah, and dude, uh at this point, like Torith is like the coolest Romulan that's ever lived. Yeah. Uh because she's like Contrary to the propaganda at home, Starfleet is neither stupid nor like weak. Yeah, stupid weak. nor weak. Yeah. yeah. And like. And, and Troy's like, look, Talshiar, Talshiar, Talshiar. Do what I yeah. said. Blah, 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 blah. I'm in charge. Blah, blah, blah. Talshiar's so like, fucking <laughs> fine. So they go, right? No, they, they start to go. They're going to head to warp, but the Enterprise shows up. Yeah, that's right. They like pick up the Enterprise and they're like, what the fuck is it doing here? Yeah, that's the ship and from the show. That's the I've seen that. I've seen it on the afternoon on TBS. <laughs> <laughs> they played it on BBC America like all night. But uh, Troy's like, all right, hold position. And Torres like, no, we're not doing that. No, fuck that. Yeah. Like, we're going to leave the debris field. And once we get out of it, we're going to hit warp and we're going to fucking leave. The, we don't need to engage with the Enterprise. We don't need to know what they're doing. We just need to get the hell out of Dodge. Is this when they they we forgot the part where Troy is like, "Can you make the cloaking device like broken?" No, that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> doesn't happen yet. Okay. No, like this is the th- we went through the first angry argument with Nevek. We haven't. There's another- so many. There's so many. <laughs> Nevek is bad at this. He's really not good at this at all. He's trying to die. I think is what. <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking mission accomplished. Yeah. Good thing you just. It's pretty painless. Or it's the worst pain he's ever felt. It seems like the worst pain you could possibly feel. I mean, I guess, like, every atom in your body vaporizing would hurt a lot. Yeah, like, nobody who gets hit with a disruptor, like, isn't screaming when they're doing it. They call it a disruptor for a reason. If it wasn't, they'd call it a peacemaker. Disrupts your asshole. (laughs) Disrupts your life. It's true. Bad day to get shot with a disruptor. It's a a terrible night for Disrupt. (laughs) Uh, The Enterprise is scanning the debris, and they figure out that it's it's the freighter that they went there to meet, and Data's like, yo, this was destroyed by a Romulan weapon. I mean, within the last four hours, even. And Picard's like, huh, that means the Romulans could still be here and, uh, and be cloaked, which is like, four hours? And you immediately are like, oh, they're still here. Yeah, I guess they're not flying ships around like hot rods, though, right? I guess it takes a little while to, like... I don't know. I think it's a safe assumption, just to be on the safe side. I mean, it's a smart assumption. It is, yeah. Especially because it's true. Yeah, he read the script, though, so he knew. But Riker's like, red alert, shields up. Yeah. Shields at maximum strength. Turn on the shields, and then turn on the double shields. Don't just turn them one a quarter of the way. We're cranking them up. This one goes to 11. Uh, <sighs> this is when Troy and Nevek have their second argument. Yeah, and she's like, we're not doing it your way anymore, you fucking idiot. It's like, your plan is stupid, you're stupid, you're ugly, and your family is stupid. <laughs> This is a bad plan, and I hate you, so we're I'm not gonna, doing it. I'm going to fuck your dad and give him a kid that he actually loves. <laughs> this will be the first child they have that they'll feel love for, because you're a fucking disgrace. You suck at everything. And she's like, look, we're not doing your plan. Uh, we need to make sure that the Enterprise can track us. And the Vex yeah. like, even if there was, I wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, and he's she's because like, I want to nah. do my plan. My plan's cool. Let's go to Draken. I want to play Draken. <laughs> and she starts like straight up screaming at yeah. him, like "You tiny dick, little fuck!" Yeah, she fucks him up, man. And then she, this is when she's like, "If you're not gonna do it, I'm gonna go fucking tell uh, Torith you're a fucking traitor." She goes goes full uh, fucking Day of the Dead. She slams that fist down on the table. She's like, I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein. And I want to know what the fuck you been doing with my time. Dude. I can't believe I remembered that line. That That was really good. But uh, she has super white teeth. Yeah, I'm impressed. She got some teeth teeth done. Got her teeth dead. My problem with this episode up until this point was I was really annoyed at how passive uh, Troy was yeah. being and just going along with anything. So I was like, and I'd sort of forgotten how the episode goes because I haven't watched. I've watched a million hours of Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed this part where she's finally like, you know what? Fuck you. We're doing this my way. Yeah, she's really pissed. But I, like I said earlier, like her face is like stone, man. Yeah. And it's like it's even scarier because you're like. Damn, that is one pissed off fucking British lady, man. <laughs> she mad. She's pissed. But uh, she's like, "We're gonna follow my plan, or I'm going out there and tell Torith that you're a traitor, and we're gonna eject your ass into space." <laughs> Torith is like, "Man, she figured out the game, and that backfired." <laughs> He's like, "You know what? I'm gonna tell, <laughs> dude." You can see it on his face. He's like, ah, fuck. Outplayed. <laughs> she figured it out. She's in charge. He's like, look, uh, I'll have the ship's engineer who's a sympathizer because we need we couldn't write this plot. otherwise. Yeah, there's some plot happening. Yeah. We're going to misalign one of the Warbirds, Warbirds' cores, so we'll be leaking just enough to be picked up on scans. Yeah. And, and the like, Enterprise does. Yeah, they're like, what is that? Data's like, I'm picking up a magnetic distortion. Oh, it's gone. And he's like shocked by it. Yeah, he's so shocked by it. He's like, I don't, it's gone. It was just there. It would be weird, though, if for Data, like, that's got to be like, like, the weirdest thing he's ever seen, right? Like, true. A magnetic distortion? What the fuck? That's not supposed to be there. I'm a machine. The universe acts like a machine. What's going on? (laughs) Desev is useful for the first time in his life here yeah and he's like um romulan ships uh cloaking devices use an artificial quantum singularity yep and a system that's uh running in less than perfect condition or that's been damaged can produce detectable readings and uh that's why they would be intermittent and picard's like oh my god you were useful oh good job mr desev Good job, Mr. Rubble. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks, Bond. Uh, Picard is like, let's head for that distortion. But Torith immediately notices that they're being followed by the yeah. Enterprise. And she's like, uh, she's like testing. She's being extremely smart about this. She's like, okay, stop. Yeah. And then the Enterprise stops. And she's like, okay, go. And then the Enterprise goes, and she's like, all right, they're fucking following us. I don't know how they could possibly track us when we're cloaked, but here's the plan. Can I just say I love this shit? 
Like, I love this, like, Hunt for Red October oh, fuck fucking yeah. Crimson Tide shit, man. I love this shit. <laughs> this, like, ship, this, like, actual slow yeah. ship to ship combat. Yeah. Is like, amazing. This, like, it's so cool. <laughs> and she has this incredible plan, right? To make certain, 100%, that the Enterprise is capable of following a cloaked vessel, which, by the way, this episode. She says this in a minute, but there's not a whole lot of um, like pressure put on it. Yeah. If the Enterprise can follow a cloaked vessel, that means that they have new technology which has to be destroyed. Yeah, they have to get yeah, which like is like smart, but also like I don't think the Enterprise would be the only ship that had it, right? Well, I mean, who knows, right? It's best to destroy it now and worry about that later. Yeah, maybe it's best to destroy it and then, like, maybe recover some of the, the rubble and see. The Barney rubble. The Barney see. rubble. Yeah. They just recover uh, the fucking ensign, the traitor <laughs> ensign. Yeah, there's also, like, a giant brontosaurus ribs. And they're like, <laughs> what are they eating over they here? They put that on the side of the warbird and it tips and it over. flips it <laughs> But it just keeps spinning because it's space. <laughs> But um, the plan is they're going to go underneath the hull of the Enterprise and they're going to enter into a crash course. Yeah, see what they do. And yeah. if the Enterprise moves out of the way, then they'll know 100% that they've been detected and they'll have to destroy the ship. I believe it's called playing space chicken. Playing space warg. <laughs> targ. Playing targ. space targ. Yeah, targ. Um, the Enterprise figures out the distortion is moving towards them, and they can't figure out why. Like, Romulans do do kamikaze attacks, but only when the yeah. situation's desperate. Again, Desev is useful for five seconds. Yeah, but they already knew that because of the war, right? Yeah. And there's 90 seconds till impact, and Picard's like, all right, well, I guess we should move, which is, like, not very tactical. Like, how do you not realize that they're kind of testing you here? Yeah, they they kind of play it stupid, but I guess they're not really thinking about it the same way as Torith is. No, Maybe they're they're not they're in thinking, a combat situation. Yeah, yet, yeah, in their mind, which but is weird. They because... they've fallen into the trap. Yeah, and Torith is like, "All right, drop cloak and fire," and then Troy's like, "No, that would be a but, foolish move to attack them. But we just need to order. leave." Yeah. And this is when shit gets real tense. Yeah. She stands like Torith is like, look, I'm not gonna let you push me around anymore. I'm this captain of the I'm the captain of this ship. I'm gonna do whatever I need to. And Troy is straight up like, You're stripped of your position, your post, and you need to leave the bridge. Yeah, Torith knew what was happening the minute she came on board and it turned out to be true, right? And but yeah. not not for the reasons that she thinks though. <laughs> That's true. Like, she ends up right by accident, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, she's, like, Troy is straight up, like, look, uh, remove her from the bridge, and if she, like, tries to resist, shoot her. And Torith is, like, do you think my loyal officers are going to turn against me and follow your orders? Yeah. Troy goes full tal Shiar. She's, She's like, like, we'll kill you, your families, yeah. your families, families. This, this is what reminded me of, like, the stories you hear from, like, refugees from China and shit, right? We'll, Where, fu like, we'll fucking kill you, we'll kill your family, yeah. we'll kill your cousins, we'll kill your butcher, we'll kill <laughs> yeah, yeah. your next-door neighbor, Steve. <laughs> Maybe uh, your grandma falls into a black hole, I don't know. Maybe 600 disruptor shots. 
tear through your Uncle Tom. <laughs> That's probably that was a bad name to choose. Anyway, it's all right. It's all right. There could be Uncle Toms. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> I mean they're. <laughs> oh no, they're called cops. Anyway, hey! um, I probably shouldn't be saying that. But anyway. <laughs> Not now because, not not because be cops don't in. suck dick, but because I can't say that. That's not my place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, sh- they take Torith's uh, disruptor, and they're going to remove her from the bridge. Yeah. They take him out of the sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, they pull they pull it out of the, the crocheted <laughs> phaser holder. My grandma, Lynette, made me this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, we're gonna offer them a diplomatic solution, and when they put their shields down, we'll destroy them. How this plays out is a little fuzzy. Yes. Like, how do how does Navek know to do all this? I don't know. Uh, he doesn't. But he just does it anyway. He just does it anyway. All right. Well, good for him, I guess. But not the ship decloaks, and Troy calls over. She's sitting in the captain's seat on the view screen, and everybody on board is like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, Troy's missing. Holy shit. Oh, right. She's supposed to be here. We were supposed to pick her up at the conference yesterday. Oh, we home alone her. <laughs> we home alone her into a Romulan ship. <laughs> she got so mad, she turned into a Romulan. <laughs> shit. At least she didn't get mad enough to turn into a Klingon. I love when Riker's like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> like, that's the first thing he says. That's a correct reaction. <laughs> but she's like, uh, I need to be beamed over to the Enterprise so that we can discuss the matter. And they're like, all right, we'll, we'll rescue her. Uh, Enterprise drops shields, Navek fires, but he the way Memory Alpha describes this is yeah. he encodes a transporter beam inside the weakened disruptor beam. I don't know if that's what happens, but... But he beams uh, Vice Proconsul Moret and his aides onto the bridge, just on the floor. Yeah, just sleeping st- fucking straight up. It's like stiff as a board, man. But they're like, the Enterprise was undamaged. And the Vex like, oh, our disruptors malfunctioned. And Torrance like, Bullshit. bullshit! Yeah, yeah. She's like, that's bullshit. And she runs over and she's like, it's been sabotaged. You sent a transporter beam. Yeah. She, and the pilot's like, oh, the beam came from the cargo bay. That's when Torith is like, ah, I see what the fuck's happening here. Yeah. You guys are both traitors to the Empire. They were gaslighting her the whole time, and she was like, oh, fuck this. Navek points his weapon. But then he gets immediately vaporized. Yeah. I gotta say, I love the way the Romulan disruptors look. I love how they like, are cool. sleek they are, and like they're really cool looking. I, I like a, a laser pistol that has yeah. like, the um, like hand guard over it, like a yeah. fucking like cutlass. I have a, like a old um, laser tag gun from the 80s that looks like that, and oh. it's like super space looking like That's retro cool as hell. yeah i'm a big fan of the retro futuristic yeah aesthetic cool. <laughs> but um Torith uh takes troy's uh disruptor and is like what was in that cargo what just got beamed over there but troy just kind of turns away from her yeah 
Taurus, like, oh, we'll learn the truth one way or another, and then we will execute you. Oh, cool. Um, Pretty much from the point when Troy appears on the view screen to the end of the episode is like a minute and a half. This all all happens happens so fast. They kind of like (laughs) fucked around a little too long at the dinner earlier, I think, and (laughs) ran out of time for the episode. Wrap it up. (laughs) <laughs> but um, they're going to head to warp, so they drop the shields and cloak the ship, but the ship uh, dropping its shields is perfectly timed for the Enterprise to beam Troy aboard. And yeah. I guess it happens just as the ship goes to warp, so there isn't even a conflict after this. Not that there's any time left in the episode for that. <laughs> yeah, I like how, I like to think that like Troy beams out, and Torth is like, well... I don't know. Fuck it. Well, let's go. Fuck it. Let's go home. (laughs) Nobody enter any of this into your logs. None of this happened. I'm going to go eat some peanerine. The Tal Shiar Shiar will be knocking on Steve, my next door neighbor's door, in a day (laughs) if we put this in our fucking records. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. But Troy Beam's back on board and she's all smiles. And the Enterprise dips out at warp nine. Crusher gives her surgery that turns her back into a half Beta Zed, half but human. She got her hair back somehow. I don't know how that works. Yo, hit me with some of that fucking yeah, shit. Please and thank you. Give me that shit. Come on. Uh, Picard is um, like uh, proconsul, Vice Proconsul Moret is grateful for your efforts and everything you've gone through. And Troy's like, oh, but Nevek was the true hero, which is some horse shit, by the yeah, way. Yeah, also, he was a big-time moron who yeah. fucked up everything. He he was a full-on dumbass piece of shit who kidnapped you and then yelled at you a whole lot. Yeah. She was like, you know what, though? I kind of love him. Yeah, Picard's like, you know, <laughs> Nevek's efforts and sacrifice will not be in vain from here on out. And everybody remembers Nevek forever. But how are they going to do this again? Like, this is, like, supposedly, like, a trial run for, like, this Underground Railroad. They're not going to be able to do this again. I think the idea is that Vice Proconsul Moret is going to work with the Federation to set up a different thing. Oh, like, he's got a better idea? Because there's no way this would work more than once anyway. That's what I mean, like... (laughs) How are they expecting to get Romulans out of of Romulus with this shitty-ass technique? It's a good question. Like, I don't get it. My question from the very beginning of the episode is, how can a Federation officer be kidnapped from, like, some, like a nerd a conference? <laughs> yeah, nerd, yeah. She went to yeah. Comic-Con and gets picked up directly out of her fucking hotel room. She went to MAGFest, got picked up directly <laughs> out of the gay ward. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> and she fucking, like, wakes up on a Romulan ship, and no one is any wiser. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you'd think that somebody would have been like, where's uh, Commander Troy, right? Yeah, like, like, hey, Enterprise, like, Troy hasn't been to any of the conference in days now, so... And that bitch loves conferences. She was gonna go to the Hamtaro part, like, speech. She wanted to go to the Hamtaro panel, and she panel. loves... That's the she... word I was looking for. They, they call themselves Ham Hams. <laughs> they probably do, don't they? I mean, I don't know. I just made that up, but it's probably right. I don't think Hamtaro has a fan base like that, which is good for Hamtaro. Man, 
I remember when they had those big ass Hamtaro stuffed animals. They were cute. That's adorable. Yeah, they were huge. And speaking of being huge, you can bet on our totally real giant wieners that we'll be right back after these messages. Swedes are special people. They live longer than anyone and never go to war. Why? Because for thousands of years they have unlocked the secrets of the universe inside themselves. Now comes this special woman, Madam Eva from Sweden, to unlock your secrets. Call this number, use your push-button phone, and she will give you a personalized reading about you, your life, love, success, and future. Call now, Madam Eva, $1.95 a minute. Welcome back, everybody, to M-Class Podcast. We are at the part of the show where we've gotten through all of the description of what happened. We've given our nitpicks. We've whined. We've complained. We've loved. We talked about dicks. We we did talk about dicks. We talked about... um, They didn't hear it, but I said... uh, When I did the sync, I said, Face of the Enema, and it was hilarious. Oh my god, that was so funny. You didn't hear it either, because my headphones weren't on. I didn't. I didn't hear it. (laughs) It was funny, though. I heard it. I heard it, and that's all that matters. Remember that album, Enema of the State? Yo, I do, but I, I just found out that uh, the, the the writer Shankar created yeah. the Tal Shiar. That's awesome. Like he apparently named it that as an homage to the Vulcan martial arts technique from Journey to Babel called Tal Shia. Oh, so the Tal Shiar are like the Sith. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the, the Vulcan karate is like the Jedi. Yeah, Vulcan karate is what I want to learn. <laughs> that's well, what that's that one got... member of the yeah. ship was going I gotta get to my Tal Shia lesson in 20 that's, minutes yeah. it translated the karate in, in the, the universal translator uh, so we're gonna whip out the big board we always push out a giant board that you can't see that says the Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality on we it we actually have two of them and we each wheel them out in yeah. our own houses we're not we're not anywhere near each other so we had to make our own yeah mine's got like a chalk it's got like a chalk tray you can put your chalk there it's not even a chalkboard where you can just keep your chalk there yeah it used to be a chalkboard and then somebody put that like paint on it that makes it be like a whiteboard yeah that's a thing right uh mine is a strength che- tester you have to like hit it with the big mallet and the bar oh wow <laughs> yours is fun mine sucks um, that's why i don't give stuff tens i'm not strong enough uh, <laughs> you're not strong enough physically or emotionally true that's very true <laughs> So, on the uh, Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality, a warp one is a Cochrane, which is bad for some reason, even though it's from a, a Cochrane is the guy who started the Earth towards the Federation. Yeah. And a 10 is a catfish, like what you turn when you go warp 10, and then you yeah. fuck your captain and don't ever talk about your children again. Uh, yeah, uh, well, they're dead. The worst me. episode in Star Trek history, but it's the good one. <laughs> Look. Nothing has to make sense around here. <laughs> it's a topsy-turvy world. The system works, all right? Cats and dogs living together. The Tal Shiar made it up. I don't know. <laughs> Tal Shiar and Tal Shia living together. 
Girk and Burke living together. Girk and Burke. <laughs> Girk and Burke. So what do you think of this episode, Josh? What's your what's your warp scale rating? I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it a strong seven. Oh. It's it's okay, it's good. Again, we have to say it's this is weighted because TNG has bangers, right? Oh yeah. I mean, there's some bangers right ahead of this and right after this, so I don't know. It's okay. Uh, it's cool. Like I like Captain uh, Commander Torith. She's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Torith. I think that's just a dope ass character. But you could probably like skip this one and not miss a whole lot. You know? Yeah, I get that. It's all right. I liked it, but I I didn't. I don't know. I don't like. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't really like when they put Troy in situations like this because she's always like, ooh, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> she's always like, what? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> like, she's fine in this one. Like, this one's better than a lot of her episodes, but I wasn't a big fan as a kid of her episodes as much because they always were like, she's a telepath, and, you know, eh, whatever. <laughs> but uh, this one's okay. Yeah. I mean... Seven is fair. Yeah. I'm going to break the mold. Oh, shit. I'm going to go crazy out of here. You're out of your mind. <laughs> there's going to be there's gonna be some cancellation, I think. I think I'm going to get canceled for this. Oh, you're going to get canceled? I'm going to give this episode a 7.5. Wow! <laughs> That's totally different. That's a different score. That's a totally different number. Now, um, I really love the connection to um, Spock's uh, underground. Yeah, I really, yeah. I love that Troy turns this shit around towards the end of the episode, and she's straight yeah. up like, "We're doing it my way or the highway." Buster, um, I like that <laughs> Barney Rubble finally gets some work again. Oh after the yeah, Flintstones movie. Yeah, I think I think I gave it a seven because like that Barney, uh, that Barney Rubble cameo, strange dude. It did come out of nowhere. Like, where's Fred? Trans- where's was Betty? He, was he in the transporter buffer? Like, how did he get here? <laughs> He's on the, they used the transporter in the Stone Age, and he got stuck in there. <laughs> he got he, he was visiting the Jetsons. <laughs> he hopped on board Max Headroom's ship from the past oh, and ended cool. up there. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give this a 7.5 because I think this is a um, an extremely rare, great showcase of Deanna Troy episode. Yeah, I think it's the best of all of the all the Troy ones. But like, yeah, I agree with that. That's uh, yeah, I could go 7.5. I'm gonna stick with seven though. I'm also a big fan of the fact that like uh, the central conflict of the episode is like uh, two women facing off. Yeah, that's a nice... Like, that's Troy nice and Torith. Because uh, Torith was originally written to be a man, but they decided to change her character to be a woman uh, to create, um, like, a new interesting dynamic. Well, her character alone might push me to, like, an eight, but... Yeah, she's fucking dope. I wish she would have come back, but... Yeah. Um, here's a fun fact for you. A, a John Larroquette fun fact of the week, perhaps. Oh, shit. Uh, originally, the person that they were going to be smuggling out uh-huh. was Spock. Yeah, that would have made the episode a little be- better. But, but, but then, but then, when they 
open up the cargo at the end of the episode, it was going to not be Spock. That's even better. And they're going to ask what happened. He's going to have to say Spock didn't make it. What? And... Is he dead again? He's dead. He, that's how they were going to kill him. And Shankar was like, it was going to be one of those crazy moments. You can't kill somebody like that off screen. And then yeah, Memory dumb. Alpha gets their little fucking jab in. Ultimately, however, Spock did die off screen in the film Star Trek Beyond due to Leonard Nimoy's real life passing. <laughs> yeah. So it turns yeah. out you can kill somebody like that off screen if you yeah. fucking have to. Yeah, kind of like uh, Carrie Fisher, right? It's interesting. What's the commonality between these things? Uh, dying. Dying death. and two things are inevitable. Being rolled. J.J. Abrams is going to ruin your franchise and death. True. Well, that's like a cheap sort of like... I think writers, not just in the modern times, but just throughout like all of like writing history, get like extremely cheap and use death as like a way to create conflict to create emotion in the audience. Yeah. Because they don't know how to otherwise. Wait, they they're not creating the the drama from writing. They're creating the drama from a real life sad thing that happened. And like that's fine if you're writing a movie that a real life sad thing happened in, but you're writing a fiction movie where people want to experience a story that they don't know about, right? So but if, I don't you, know. if you kill somebody, people go, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Make them go, ah. Uh, nah, 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 nah. I don't know. What does Ja Rule think? Uh, that was not Ja Rule. What is that? Who's that? That's Master P. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, Master P. Are they both dead, though? No, Ja Rule's alive. <laughs> I think Master P's dead? I think Master P is, is dead. Did I kill him? Is he? Th- am I writing the Master P death right now? He, oh no, Master P. He's still alive. Oh, I. I mean, I knew that. <laughs> how dare you, fucking! I was like, how does Romeo feel about this? <laughs> His father's dead. <laughs> Josh just killed him. Sorry, Master P. <laughs> I know you're a huge fan. Sorry. I thought you were dead. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Shankar was not pleased with the results of the Romulan deck. He, he yeah, called it, looks... it a Romulan pizza kitchen. Dude, it looks like a Domino's. It does look like a Domino's inside. It's too bright. It's just way too bright. So we got a 7 and a 7.5. Yeah. We're way off the charts today. Way far away from each other score-wise. <laughs> I mean, there's an infinity in between those two th- numbers. There's an infinity that. between whatever I gave to the Trevor Project and whatever I gave plus a dollar, too. So, I guess we're even. <laughs> wow. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's upset. A little bitter. A little bitter. But we got a whole Look, new I... opportunity this time around to help out the Trevor Project and for Josh to make me seem like a dickhead. <laughs> Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast right now to take place in the Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive 2022. Featuring Dan Cortez. (laughs) Uh, Does anyone know that reference? Uh, no. 
Daisy Fuentes. Now we're talking. How many VJs can you name? Kennedy. <laughs> she's insane now. Is she? I think she? She's on Fox News now. Okay, she is insane. Yeah, she's yeah. absolutely crazy. The opposite of Fox News is the Trevor Project. <laughs> Pretty much. An organization that's dedicated to helping uh, at-risk LGBTQIA plus teenagers and youth. Uh, it is a suicide prevention hotline and a resource hotline for those folks. And we want to give them money. It helps them out, and it's a good cause, so if you like it, pledge your money. What we're doing is, whatever we had at the beginning of June, every dollar we make over that on the Patreon this month is going to be donated directly to the Trevor Project. And if you'd like to just bypass us completely, you're like, I don't trust you fucking scumbags. Damn. You can head over to uh, give.thetrevorproject.org slash mclasspodcast. It's just a fundraiser page through the Trevor Project site where you can donate directly to the Trevor Project, and it still counts as M-Class money. Harsh but fair. You don't want to deal with us? We're fucking scumbags? Go there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Also, um, just become a patron and stay a patron. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I like eating food. I don't know about you. Patreon's trying to keep the money from us, but they fucking can't. Yeah, thanks, U.S. government. You're a piece of shit. We all knew that. <laughs> yeah, we did. Also, uh, I saw some new frozen peanerine at the grocery store I'm going to try. so uh, delicious. <laughs> yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Podcast, and you can find all of this information, all these links, at mclasspodcast.com. I have another thing you can do. What's that, Josh? Hey, go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're allowed to make comments about the show and write a review about the show. It could be whatever you want. Just, we'll read some. If you write a a new one, did you do it? Let's check. Let's find out. Let's go to Apple, M-Class Podcasts on Apple Podcasts and see if there's a new review. No. What the fuck are you people doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Where's my new review? (laughs) I need candy for babies. How do I know that I'm doing a good job if you don't suck my peener? Yeah, or a bad job. I mean, we didn't even talk about the Witcher last time. That's true. How many sores does he have? Who knows? Too many. Too many, if you ask me. He should donate one of those swords to the Trevor Project through M Class Podcast on Patreon. <laughs> I bet he would. I bet that, uh, what's his name, would. Yeah. Geralt? No. I don't remember his plays- real name. <laughs> Fucking Henry Cavill, Superman, yeah, Henry Cavill. or Henry Cavill. I can, I never know. I said something one time when I bought a Superman figure because it was like a Henry Cavill figure, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh man, well, like they make a figure of Henry Cavill, I'm buying it." And the person behind the counter was like, "Ugh," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, I like what I like. Whatever." You got fucking roasted without anybody saying anything. <laughs> I don't I don't like that the GameStop guy knows what I'm into now. That's true. Well, if he ever needs to give you a gift, he knows what to get now. He did give me a gift. What? Yeah, so I went to get my pre-order and uh I was like he, he was like, "What what did you pre-order?" And I was like, "You know what? I don't even know." 
Because, <laughs> like, I have so many of them, right? Like, I was like, I was like, I don't remember what I pre-ordered. So he was like, oh, I think I know what it was. And it was the, the, the Ahsoka little figure. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. And he just like, knew? Oh. Yeah, he Jesus. just knew. But then he also was like, oh, I have something for you. And he gave me a uh, Lego Star Wars poster. And I was like, oh, sick, this is cool. Oh, my Thanks. God. And he's like, yeah, they gave it to us, like, way like after the game came out, so... Did you <laughs> kiss him? No, I didn't kiss him. Aw. But I'm going to give it to Desmond. Oh, it's, Desmond will like it. It's his birthday soon, so I was going to give it to him. Give him a cool poster. Don't listen yeah. to this episode, Desmond. I know you're a big Star Trek fan. Yeah, he's a big fan of ours. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Big thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Uh, cool tunes, hot eats over at Vitizen's. <laughs> Go check him out. He's on uh, every streaming service you can find. Also, Bandcamp is the perfect place to go if you would like to give Vitizen some dough. iTunes is another good place. Bandcamp is better. Yeah, Bandcamp you can give directly to him. Oh, also you can send us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you can. Yeah, uh, we'll read it on our other show, but we'll probably just like talk over your email. Also, we'll make fun of you if you're dumb, so don't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, mostly. Um, it's funny because they're all dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll be back in one week with more M-Class Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye, dummies. <laughs> God, oh, Jesus. Roasted oofies. Uh.
I'm mentally ill. Trick with your boy.